Welcome back to Take It to the House podcast. My name is Zach. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Thatcher and Caleb. And welcome back to another episode on this fine, 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 fine Super Bowl week. We got a lot to cover. Uh, literally the day after we recorded, some big-ass news happened. Yeah. Um, so we'll jump right into it. But first, seven years ago, the Broncos won Super Bowl 50 against the Panthers. Hey, and... Uh, uh... Uh, 13 years ago, the Saints won the Super Bowl against the Colts. So, oh shit, that's against Peyton Manning. And 12 years ago, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, the 49ers lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, just a plenty of plenty of good vibes around here, guys. Fuck y'all, fuck y'all, come on now. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. So, the, the thing I'm hyped to talk about, Sean Payton to the Broncos. I'm very excited about this. What do you guys think about that? Um, before we get our comments, uh, Broncos traded a first round pick from this year from Miami and San Francisco, and also a third round pick for next year. And Saints traded Peyton and a fourth round pick for next year. Oh, was second, second round pick, pick next year, Sorry, and then we'll me, trade second round pick. Yeah, and then the Saints trade a third and Sean Payton over. But uh, what do you guys think about this hiring? Caleb, go ahead. All right. So, Sean Payton to the Broncos. I like it, but there's but. You still have Russell Wilson on your on your roster. That's kind of the point, though. Yeah, but I I wasn't like obviously last season. I don't think anybody was sold on Russell Wilson. They were not sold. He he took his money and basically was like, "Screw you guys! I'm gonna just you know not not perform." Granted, some of that might have been the coaching, but once a player's, I, I, I don't know. I have trouble. The, is this just coming from a 49er fan, you know, watching Russell Wilson and all the Seattle and love seeing him fail miserably? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, fuck you, Zach. You, <laughs> you know, Zach, you know he's given me problems. Yes, I know. And, and seeing the way that he was supposed to take a team to the Super Bowl or the playoffs and just seeing it go like that... Brought warm to my heart seeing Russell Wilson fail. Not the Broncos fail, seeing Russell Wilson fail. But the, other thing you gotta think, the other thing you got to think about, too, is um, new playbook. Um, Hackett was running a West Coast offense. Obviously, Seattle was not but running But if, if you're that good of a quarterback, you should be able to adjust. Here's the thing. When you've been playing in Seattle for, like, what, 12-plus years? Under a defensive mind of Pete Carroll? Yeah, exactly. And if you've gone through at least, what, three or four offensive coordinators in that time after – Losing the Super Bowl to Tom Brady in 2015, or sorry, 2014, and then not making the Super Bowl at all, not making the playoffs, and then getting traded. So I just sometimes it's hard to adjust to a new playbook just because of um, the playbook you're used to. Because I mean, they went through a bunch of whole different offensive coordinators in Seattle. I mean, they still brought the same like type of scheme. So I think it was just hard for Russ to adjust because he's going from Washington, which is really a low like sea level, right? Altitude. Yeah. yeah. So that going to altitude and like playing there like a bunch of times, it can take a toll on you just because altitude is really impacted on uh like your oxygen levels and all that stuff. So I think excuse me, I think it's like new playbook, new coach. I think it's just it was really a hard time for Russ to adjust because Hackett was also a first like time head coach. Who's now an offensive coordinator for the Jets now? Which I Rogers think Rogers made him look good. Rogers, Rogers made, made him and look good. The other and then the other thing, Rogers, he was they're expecting to get Rogers and from trading him, but they yeah. got Russ. So I think that's kind of where that came in. Other than that, I think Hackett had great hires for his coordinators. Justin Allen did an okay job. Yeah, bye. Um Jiro Evero did a really great job too, even though he's gonna be on the Panthers now. But he's gonna be he's gonna have some fun in Carolina. Oh yeah, so, he will. But um yeah, so now, so now we lost Brian Flores as a deco. That's uh, what I was just about to say. Yeah. I was about to say I like the Peyton hiring personally, but you do need to find a defensive coordinator because their the options are running slim. Yeah, we also need to get we need a new whole staff in general too. We need a like, whole new staff. But here's the thing: Flores was one of the guys that Peyton named as like that he would bring with him. Or who was the other Fangio? Fangio. He named Fangio as one of the guys. Now Fangio is the defensive coordinator in in Miami. Brian Flores is now the defensive coordinator in Minnesota. And you guys are running low on options here. 
And so it's like, I don't know. I, I, that's what you got to do is you got to make sure you have somebody that you trust on the defense on the defense. Cause you lost Evero, like you said, you lost out on Fangio, who's a great defensive mind, and you lost out on Flores, who's also a great defensive mind. And so, you know, it's just a thing that I think you need a good you need a good defensive coordinator. I like the Peyton hiring as the head coach, but I definitely think the defensive coordinator is going to make or break it. I agree. My turn. Agree. My turn. Go yep. ahead. Okay. okay. Um. Obviously, Saints fan point of view here real quick before I kind of go on my um, deeper thinking about for the Broncos. A lot of Saints fans were upset because they didn't feel like we got enough. And I disagree. Um, I think if you're looking at from a Saints perspective, you get draft capital. So a first round this year. Now, listen, it's not the best first round pick, but we were in the first round. So. You're back in the first round. You also have two draft picks now, back, like almost like within 10 picks of each other that you could use to trade up if you really want to. Um, but hindsight, you are getting two draft picks for a coach who is not your coach and who clearly did not want to come back and coach you. So I think in a grand scheme of things, that's an absolute win if you're the New Orleans Saints because the very likely possibility that was going to happen, which is what we thought would happen last week, is he just go back to Fox and then his value depreciates next year when he wants to test the market again, because he only has one year left on his contract. So from a Saints fan, uh, I'm also just glad he's not in the NFC. Glad he's not in our division our conference. I'm glad he's out so he can go succeed, but somewhere else. Um, from a Broncos point of view, I think it's a win because I, I like that you were thinking, Caleb, that you were like, I think the DC makes or breaks it. And I disagree only because the defense was the only side was the side of the ball last season for Denver that was working. And the offense was the side that was struggling with Russ and with whatever the hell else was going on there. So you're bringing in an a head coach to fix the offense. And I think that Yes, you do need a good DC, but the defense is good enough that it it could still succeed without having that top tier defensive coordinator. Um, and I think, listen, we know in the NFL, if you outscore the opponent, that's all that matters. So let's say their defense goes down, declines a little bit, but their offense improves. I think Zach, as a Broncos fan, you would take that, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So that's that's my thought both from a fan of the Saints perspective and uh and just kind of broader look um could I say one more thing okay. yeah um like you said outscore your opponent right but what happens when your defense has to step up against Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that see I trust their defense though like regardless of who's running the defense you have good defensive pieces as long as they can keep them and what Pat Sertans in his Next year will be his third year, right? So you're still not paying him a lot. You know, you're, that defense isn't super high paid. Um, I believe Simmons is pretty high paid, though, right? Yeah, so, he's on a four-year deal. Right, but I think that they're in a good position, and this this draft is really deep in the defensive linemen and edge and stuff. So I think, I think that it's going to play to their advantage. They have all the offensive pieces, really. Their O-line's fine. Their wide receivers are good. Their tight end is good. And their quarterback, I think, just needs the right coach. Yeah, I'd agree. Like I was just saying earlier, I don't think Hackett – like I liked Hackett's hiring just because we've had defensive-minded coaches since we lost Kubiak and we won a Super Bowl with Kubiak, who's also on offensive line. Offensive-minded coach and won us a Super Bowl. So I was, like, interested to see how that would go. Obviously, it didn't go great. But now we got Sean Payton, who's got a legendary – status with Drew Brees and running a Super Bowl for the Saints, coaching Michael Thomas, all that stuff. But yeah. Another thing too, let's look at the fact that Sean Payton was able to win with Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater too. So put aside the I mean, you can't really, but if you take away the time that he spent with Drew Brees and won a Super Bowl and did all those great things, he went, I think when Teddy had to step up when Brees got injured, Teddy went five and zero with Peyton. And then he also won with Taysom Hill when Taysom Hill had to take over. So Peyton, Sean Payton has a way with quarterbacks, and I think that he's going to get a better version of Russ than we saw last season. It doesn't take much, but I think that he can get 
in between what we saw in Seattle and last year. I don't think that Russ is ever going to go back to what he was in Seattle. I just don't think that that's realistic. But if you can get, you know, a B plus quarterback out of him this year, you guys are championship contenders with the roster that you have. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Broncos are expected to make a like crazy, crazy push this free agents period. I don't know they should. what defensively they should. at least. Defensively at least. Um, I don't know what trades are gonna be made, obviously. So we'll see how that goes as well. I'm sure Peyton, both Peytons, Sean and George, um, will be working together on trades and stuff. Like, all right, should we get this guy? Should we get this guy? Should we get this guy? And all that stuff. Keep your keep your eye on Michael Thomas too, just yeah, because I just, I, I just see looked at re- that. I could I see a reunion. Yeah, because I think that the Saints will cut Michael Thomas. Um, we had a big debate over our group chat about it, but I think that the Saints will cut Michael Thomas. Um, and I then you look at a reunion with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. That's, I mean, that's something that a re- wide receiver can't say no to. Oh, yeah. thousand percent. And you walk in, if you're Michael Thomas, you walk into a wide receiving room that has Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. And then you would walk into that room as well. I mean, it's pretty, that's pretty stacked. Oh, yeah. 100%. All right. Um, What coaching moves should we move on to next? I think the realistic transition here would be, uh, would be um, the Houston Texans bringing in their new head coach. So, Caleb, why don't you? uh, I'll go ahead and start this off because I love D'Amico. I love him. He is, I think he's, as contrary to what a lot of people think, I think Tomiko is going to be fine in Houston. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do a better job than, I mean, obviously it, I mean, like you said, it like with like, it doesn't, there's a lot of improvement that needs to be done in Houston, right? There's a lot of improvement, but with D'Amico at the head with what he was able to do under Shanahan and learn and do all that stuff. And, you know, obviously have the best defense in the league. And, you know, you, you look at a, you look at a team that has a couple of, what is it like up and coming, like really good players on the defensive side of the ball, like Jalen Petrie and Derek Stingley. And then not really good. And, and, and not to mention they have, do they have a, what's, what's their pick? What pick do they have? They two, have two and 12. They, they have, have two, two and 12. 12. So, so like he has options. He could go get his quarterback of the future, right? Bryce Young, probably. He could go get Bryce Young. He could go get Will Levis. He could go. He could literally get anybody that he wants. D'Amico could find his guy. And then you look at it, and then you go 12. You could say, like you said, it's a very defensive stacked draft. It and is. he could go, he could go, he go, maybe we need to improve something here on the D-line. Or maybe we go, who's the, who's the, who's the, is there a linebacker out of Bama? Who am I thinking of? Will Anderson? Am I thinking of Will Anderson? Who am so. I thinking of? Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be a first round. He's supposed to be a first round. Yeah. Talent. And you got, I mean, you have a lot of edge rushers in this draft too. Edge rushers and D linemen is just, it's full of them. I mean, I mean, D'Amico, D'Amico, what he's known for as well is he, I would, I would, I would say D'Amico is, I'd say he's a linebacker whisperer. You know, I, what I mean by that is that he's able to develop good, good linebackers. Cause you know, he, wasn't he a linebacker? Was he a linebacker? Was I sure? Or was he? He was, wasn't so, he? I think so. But he was able to develop Greenlaw and Al Shair and Warner. He was able, he was the linebackers coach before he was the D coordinator for the Niners. And so he was able to like, you know, help Fred Warner become the best what he is today. And, and so I think D'Amico, I think D'Amico is going to do a really good job in Houston. You know, I'm not expecting them to win a whole lot of games their first season. Obviously I could maybe seeing them go, at best, I could see six and eleven, maybe. Yeah. So I think I kind of gonna jump on your point here. I think he will do better than people are already giving him credit for. Like they're already saying he's gonna fail. Um, we've talked on this podcast quite a bit about the success or lack thereof of defensive minded head coaches in the NFL. Um, but I think if you go get so you go get a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Will Levis, take your pick, whatever, um, and then go get a Will Anderson. I I would be really surprised if Anderson makes it to twelve. Um, but you go get a Will Anderson, you get a Siaki Ika, you get a um, who's that big boy out of Georgia? He's really good. So I think if you then you put in Bryce Young 
You have a couple young wide receivers, Damian Pierce, who looks really good. And you play a defense, you're a defensive team. And you look at their division, it's still, it's a winnable division. We've said good things about, um, about Jacksonville on the up, but it's a winnable division. If you really, if you really push, you could win that division. Yep. I also, do they still have OJ Howard or is he a free agent this off season? Not sure. Uh, I know. OJ. I remember seeing that they had OJ because I remember seeing that um, that what is it? The Buccaneers was he on the bu- he was on the Buccaneers. He was on the Bucks. He, he was tra- drafted they by traded the Bucks. Him. They traded him to to Houston, and so I don't know how many years he has left on his contract or if he's a free agent. But I think having a veteran tight end, you know, would be could pay dividends for a young guy like Bryce or CJ, mm-hmm. and so. And but, and if he wants to go crazy with it. I mean, D'Amico could easily go quarterback wide receiver. I mean, he yeah. could get Jordan Addison or he can get what's his name out of Smith a and Jigba. TCU. He could get Smith and Jigba. Um, hang on. What's the guy's name out of TCU? It's gonna be Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Go get him. He's big receiver. So, you know, I think that he will definitely at least get two years because I I don't think that Houston will will do the same thing again three years back to back to back of giving their head coaches one year. So mm. I think I think it's a good hire. I don't think it's a great hire just because of the team that he's walking into. But I think in terms of in terms of a coach, I think it's a good hire. So what do you Zach, think, Zach? Thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> you got you guys nailed it. Honestly, I don't know. I don't really have a comment because you guys just basically nailed this shit. But. <laughs> um, after that, mm. there's, uh, you know, Ejo, um and went to Carolina and San Francisco just hired somebody that Zach Steve is Wilkes. Steve yeah. Wilkes. I am so excited about that. Cause I like what is it? He I feel like he's gonna be a good replacement for for D'Amico. Obviously nobody can match D'Amico's like, you know, his his energy and like his enthusiasm. But I feel like Steve Wilkes is gonna be able to because with the like with the pieces that he has on that defense already. I feel mm-hmm. like like any coach could step in and. I was going to say, I feel like it's hard to screw it up like, if you yeah. walk in. And here's the, and if you look at it, the last two defensive coordinators under Shanahan have both gotten head coaching jobs, Sala and D'Amico. Like, mm-hmm. look, I mean, and that's what Steve Wilkes is trying to do is he's trying to find the best opportunity for him to try to become a head coach. Mm-hmm. And I think this is like a match made in heaven. I think this is like a perfect opportunity for him. Yeah. So, I, I I really like the Steve Wilkes hire personally. Um, I think the Niners really did need to find that next defensive coordinator. I think they need to do it quick too. Yeah. And because Fangio was a name that was thrown around for the Niners, that didn't happen. And then Steve Wilkes was another. And then there was another guy. I cannot remember who it was, but it was thrown. It was being thrown around. And it was not one of the big names. It was somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but he was, they were, those were the two names that I, that I remembered was um, Steve Wilkes and Fangio. Then that's about, and we got Wilkes. So, you know, I'm very happy about it because he'll be able to run our defense. And, you know, he actually was, you know, for a head coach for like being an interim head coach for the Panthers last season, he did an okay job. Like he didn't, he didn't Mm -hmm. do great. He didn't do spectacular, but he was winning games with Sam Sam Darnold and PJ Walker. Yeah. So like, yeah, so um, like, I think Wilkes is going to be good. Yeah, Zach, do you want to talk a little bit about Ejo going to uh, going to Carolina? I know that obviously it's taking from your team, but you'll know a little bit more about him than we will. Yeah, I mean, he had a really great year this year from uh, being the passing coordinator for the Rams, coming to Denver, having a top five defense this year. So I honestly, I'm, I'm sad that we had to let Gerald go just because he did a really good job with our defense this year. But I think he'll be a good fit in Carolina, too, because they have um, J.C. Horn and they have all these defensive weapons, Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I honestly think it is a good fit. I think so, too. And I think that him and Frank Reich, Frank Reich is a good match. I think that they're that they'll they'll uh, partner pretty well, which makes me upset because now the Saints have to play him twice a year. But um, also a little bit of news just because we're all reporting on our teams here. Um the Saints did hire defensive coordinator Joe Woods, who was the former Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator. Um, it doesn't really matter because we have a defensive head coach. So you're bringing in somebody who can get can uh, can work with players and put input, but he's not going to be calling plays. It's going to be Dennis Allen calling plays. So I didn't 
I didn't really care. Um, you know, my, my <laughs> ideal situation is that is that Dennis Allen's fired uh, midway through this season or the Saints turn it around. But I think that the, the first one is more realistic. So I have a question for Caleb. What's up? If I'm Shanahan, do I hire an offensive coordinator this year? Yes. Yes. Because Why? here's the thing. Yes, because you look at what he was able to – you look at – I feel like our offensive scheme, it was good this season. We had a good offense. We had weapons, right? But it just didn't feel like it used to, right? Agreed. Where, who was the offensive coordinator under Shanahan yeah, last year? Do you remember? Mm-mm. Mike Josh McDaniel. Mike McDaniel's not Josh McDaniel's. Mike McDaniel. And that's the reason that we were able to, like, produce. And I'm I'm just like – I'm just like, yes, I do think they need to like get an offensive coordinator underneath Shanahan. I mean, Shanahan, I, I you know, that's not that's not that's not a shot at Shanahan, obviously, because Shanahan's one of the best offensive minds in football. I mean, you take anybody from the Shanahan coaching tree and they're gonna like what is it, LaFleur? Because LaFleur was the offensive coordinator for Shanahan like the first his first year, I think. If I'm not mistaken. And when he was the first year in San Francisco. He was, he was, Mike LaFleur was the offensive coordinator or Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur. Yeah. The head coach of the Packers right now. Yeah. So, Zach's looking into it. It looks like, but, but you take from the Kish Anahan coaching tree and there's, there's so many good options. And so if I'm in any offensive coordinator and like, I don't know, I think Shanahan does need an offensive coordinator. He, and I'm just, I, I love Mike McDaniel so much. And seeing him get that job in Miami like made me so happy. But just a piece of me was just like, damn, like that was that was like those guys that he was his right hand man for years. And I'm like, and he but he deserved it. He deserved Mm -hmm. it. Well, and he did well in Miami. I think given the circumstances of his quarterback situation, I think McDaniel did really, really well. All right. Welcome back Um, to take it to the house. We are going to go over. Just kind of some trades that we could maybe see happening or some crazy cuts that we uh, probably still need to talk about. So um, obviously there there have been reports coming out that uh, the Los Angeles Chargers will most likely be cutting uh, Keenan Allen. So do we see Keenan Allen going somewhere? I see him going somewhere where he wants to in win, win, win now mode. What do you guys think? I already know Killer's answer. God damn it. What is it? What is San it? Fran. Tom? San Fran, San no, Fran, San uh-uh, Fran. Uh-uh. He's going to stay in the division. He's going to go to Kansas City. They don't have the f-ing top space for this shit. Sign him to a veteran minimum. Done. I mean, Keenan Allen, I mean, I think they have the cap space because Keenan, if you say, hey, we'll send, sign you under a short-term contract, short mon- small money, but you can come win, I think he would do it. I think Keenan's going to go pair up with Mahomes and Kelsey. That's what I think is going to happen. Zach doesn't want to see it because he's in his division, but I think that's what's going to happen. Person. Hasn't he spent his whole year, his whole career with the Chargers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance. I mean, yes, I think KC would probably be the best bet. Either that say, or Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Or he, stay, he goes to the NFC. Like, that's that simple. Yeah, I do think that uh keenan even if it ends in a cut i do think that keenan has a lot of respect for the chargers and so while i think it's realistic that he could go to kansas city i just i don't know if i'm keenan i don't want to do my old team like that you know especially because you have to play him twice a year it just i don't know i i hope he doesn't just for the sake of like It'd be like if, you know, we're going to talk about it in a second, but it'd be like if Michael Thomas was to the Falcons or something like that. Like, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, like Chris so, Harris going to the Chargers. Right, right. So, um, thought that was interesting, though, um, because he's had injury problems. So, it's not really a surprise to me. When I saw that he would be cut, it wasn't a huge surprise to me. What did you guys think? Not really. And, like, this is the same thing that goes with Jared Everett, too. Like, they're just both, they're both in their 30s. Mm-hmm. So like they're a little lost. I still think they're really good receivers and tight ends, mm-hmm. but um, Jared Everett just did not see the field enough this year. Which is a shame because when Gerald Everett was on the field, he was really really good. Yeah, and especially with the Rams too, dude. Like he was great. And then you had Higby obviously too, but like yeah, yeah. But Caleb, what do you think? 
were you kind of surprised at all or not really? No, I, I was not surprised at all, especially with the Gerald Everett one, because I've been saying this for months now. I think the Chargers are going to take a tight end in the draft. I think they're going to go Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid. That, that's, mm-hmm. I've said that for, for the past two months. I, I literally think that this is this is a sign. These All signs are now pointing to the Chargers saying, hey, maybe we should take a look at Michael Mayer or maybe a Dalton Kincaid or maybe even a Darnell Washington. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I've just said that because those are the three best tight ends in the draft, and there's no questions about question about it. Um, and with with LA, where's LA's draft pick? Do we know? Twenty two, I think. Twenty two, twenty one. I was just on PFF. Let me see. Vikings have twenty two. They will get one of those guys at that if they have that pick. They will get one of those. Chargers guys. are twenty one, so yeah. they'll get anybody they want. I think they'll take one of those three guys. Um, now granted, if I was to pick out of any one of those guys, I don't know. Michael Mayer would probably be my pick. I love you, Dalton. I do. But Michael Mayer is just what do you feel? So if you watch what he did in Notre Dame, he was just outstanding. Yeah. Well, and, and also let's not forget Musgrave or whatever, uh, Musgrave from Oregon yeah. state's pretty good tight end too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think tight end would be logical for them. And then I think that they would need to address receiver later on because they're, going to end up very light and it's funny because we talk about keenan being injury prone but let's talk about mike williams i mean yeah. he's yeah, just mike williams got injury- hurt right well, so they're gonna need to go they need to go receiver as well but um michael thomas saints they're gonna cut him uh there's or no way they're not gonna trade him it's not gonna happen you don't think so no team is going to take his contract. No team is going to take that on. And the Saints, they're not going to be able to move that. So I think they restructured his contract um, about a month or so ago to put more of the money up front and less of it in the future. And many believe that that was because they are going to cut Michael Thomas. So round two, where do we see Michael Thomas going if and when he gets cut? Uh I'm going to say Denver, to be honest. See that reunion with Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Or Arizona makes a move because they're trading D-Hop and they just swap. So I don't know. I I do think he would be a better fit with at least a good quarter, like a veteran quarterback since he's a veteran receiver. Right. Even though a calm slant boy, he's more of a short slot receiver. <laughs> but I, I don't know. He's just a weapon and I – Honestly, any team could get them that are receiver needy. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how Denver would work that around because we also have Judy, we have KJ Hamler, Tim right? Patrick, and you stuff. trade. I mean, if you're Denver, you probably trade one of them and then get something back. But yeah, I think Denver. What do you think, Caleb? If you were to put a team or two out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Zach. I'm gonna say Denver, but I do have a sleeper team that could go mm-hmm. go get them, and I'm gonna say Houston. Mm-hmm. because Houston doesn't really have like great options for wide receivers right now. I mean, their number one receiver basically sat out Wants the to leave. of the season. And so Wants to leave, yeah. Brandon cooks. Brandon yeah. Cooks. And so I think they go out, I mean, they need to get a weapon for, and why not if they get CJ Stroud or Bryce young or, you know, whoever, uh, it'd be good for him to have at least, you know, one weapon on the, on the, in the wide receiver category. And so who's been there, done that, done everything you could done what you could do. And so I, I think I, I, I could see the Texans as a potential landing spot, but I got to say that probably it's going to be a lock to be Denver. And I think, so... yeah, I think um, I'll just kind of go out there. I think Denver would make the most sense just in terms of reuniting. Um, but kind of my little wild pick out there, similar to Houston, I think he could go to Pittsburgh and I think he could succeed um, because Kenny Pickett was emerging and showed signs of improvement. And I just, I don't know. I think that MT would fit that system because yep. you have George Pickens, you have Deontay Johnson, and then you could put in a Michael Thomas. I think it would fit really well. Um, there's just something about that that kind of makes sense to me. But again, I think Zach was right when he said that really Michael Thomas could go to any any team, especially when if he gets cut, then it's it's going to be a frenzy, I, I think, because I think a lot of teams are forgetting how good he is when he's healthy. When? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, any, are there, before we kind of move on to the Super Bowl, why don't you guys give me, let's give like 
hot take, crazy trade, something like that. Hold on. Aaron Rodgers just this can't this bleh, this just came out. Rodgers is gonna go to like a dark isolation thing. Oh, I don't yeah, know if you yeah, guys yeah. saw that. What so is now, it? What? It's, like a, it's like some isolation isolation thing. chamber kind of thing. Yeah, so he's gonna he's be in there weird, for like man. He is four a weird, days. He's a very interesting individual. Oh, um, he's a very interesting individual. So he's gonna make a decision on his future after he gets out of that shit. If he does, he's yeah, I've on. got a, I've got a hot take that I think is needs to be addressed. I talked to Zach about this earlier on in the or earlier on in the week, and depending on if they can get the structure or whatever for it. I think Lamar is going to go to Vegas. Hmm. I think I've changed my mind on the Aaron Rodgers thing because I did say that I thought Brady would go to Vegas. I do think that Aaron Rodgers might end up in Vegas. Yep. I was also thinking it's either going to be Rodgers or Lamar. Those are the two. Those are my two names that I have for the for the Raiders in 2023 or 2023, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I don't also, even remember what year it is, man. Also, real quick, Michael Thomas, eight hours ago on his Instagram, posted on his story a picture of him in a Saints uniform during a Saints <laughs> game flexing. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are taking that as him saying that he wants to stay. Um. I think that he wants to stay, but I think that the Saints are trying to be realistic in saying that we're putting so much into an asset that's just not producing, that's not even hitting the field. So yeah. Um. All right, Zach, give me, give me. If you want to have a crazy trade or it can be anything, what do you think? I'm gonna stick with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's gonna go to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can also see a- that considering that Hackett Let's see it. Yeah, and like, <clears throat> like you can give up Zach Wilson or Mike White to the Packers. That gives you a brand new quarterback to work with, and you have Jordan Love and Zach Wilson compete. Rodgers gets a lock-in spot. Also, Rodgers gets weapons with Garrett Wilson, Blackston, uh, Braxton Berrios, and Elijah Moore. So I think it's a good trade. And also, you got Ozama, who's having who had a great year with the Bengals two years ago. So I think this would be a good trade too. But yeah, I can like I could see like Rodgers going to Vegas. I could see Rodgers going to. Um. Uh, shoot, what was the other team? Um. Yeah, I can't remember. But who? What? I forget the other team. That Rod for Rogers. Yeah, Tennessee, Vegas, New York. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, I can see that happening too. Yeah. Okay, I have two. They're both short, but yeah. I think I think that the Saints will trade or sign a veteran quarterback rather than draft one, or they sign one and draft one. Um, Surprisingly enough, you guys are going to roll your eyes, but the saints have very high odds right now, according to Vegas to sign Lamar Jackson. Now I don't, I don't believe that. Okay. But we also, the saints were this close to getting Deshaun Watson. So it's true. So I, I think that the saints could figure it out. Um, I don't necessarily believe it, but I would be thrilled. Or a Derek Carr, which I would be more than happy with. That's um, what I was going to say. It was Derek Carr to the Saints, too. Right. Um, but another hot take here is I think that the Bears would be open to trade Justin Fields and take yep. the quarterback with their number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. What? I agree with that. I 100% agree I don't with think that. that it's the right move. No, I, I don't either. The Bears could do it. I don't either. The Bears are freaking idiots if they do that. Like, Justin Fields just had a really, really good second year. Like, why would you trade away a potential franchise quarterback? For another potential franchise For another potential franchise quarterback. No, I would 100% agree, but I just have a feeling that they could and that I think they'll listen to offers because they have the number one pick in the draft. They can take anybody they want. So... I think they'll either trade fields and go quarterback, or I think they might even trade down. So it'll be one of those other. I would be really surprised if come draft night, the bears pick number one overall. Mm -hmm. Because I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily believe that, uh, that, um, that they, that they need to stand, stay at one. So I think they'll either trade down with somebody or I think that they might trade fields. They shouldn't trade fields because I think he is a really talented quarterback, but but I could see it happening. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. 
That's tough. This NFL offseason is probably the most interesting offseason I think I've like probably for a while. For a while. Yeah. Last year was pretty crazy too, though. Last but year was year, crazy. This year has a lot of different storylines going on. Right, because you have the Rogers saga, because we all believe that he's going to be moved on. You, you had Lamar. Brady retired. You got Lamar. You got Derek Carr. You, you got, got Keenan being cut. You've got like MT being cut. Like you know, it's going to get crazy. It's going to be an arms race. I think that the teams that have a lot of uh, cap space are going to go crazy. Oh, I think the Bears are going to go absolutely, sh- like, absolutely crazy. Right. So. I have a bold prediction, though. Yeah. I have a bold prediction. I think the Bears are a wild card team next season. I think they could be. I think without Rodgers, I think that the Packers are. And with the frauds of Minnesota. And with the Minnesota fraudlings, then. Yeah. And then. But I do think that Detroit's going to be a lot better next well, I think year. Detroit, I think Detroit's going to take a step up. I think so, I think I think you if I'm a free agent, I think Detroit has become a lot more interesting. That division's really winnable too for any of the four teams. Because you're telling me that even if Rodgers doesn't re-sign, you're telling me that Jordan Love can't do as good as Rodgers did this year and have them one game away from playoffs, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. I think that get I think that division's super winnable. Bro, he bro, he came in within one touchdown of beating the Eagles. I don't care about that. Jordan Love came within one touchdown right. of beating the Eagles. Yeah. So, um, should we move on to the big one? Let's do it. Yep. Super Bowl fifty-seven. Um, the spread right now is still one and a half with Philly winning the spread. The other is fifty-one. Uh, Nicole Hardman just got placed on IR yesterday. The Clyde edwards Lair got activated. The Clyde edwards Lair got activated. They have Juju, Kadarius Tony, and Willie Gay still questionable. I Eagles think they'll have no all play. players. You think so, Scant- where's Scantling? He's playing. Okay. He didn't get hurt. I I I think that the all those players for the Chiefs will play. Oh. Well, all right. not, obviously not me Cole because right, but all that. the but the ones who were on the injury report minus McCole, I think will all play. Okay. Um, and then Jalen Hurts silenced critics too. Did you guys see that? No, what did he say? Uh, I know uh, what you're talking about. The one yeah. where the interviewer, where the reporter was talking to him, and he goes, he's like, a lot of people didn't think that you would win with this team, and I was one of them. I'm sorry. And Jalen Hurts said, cool. Yep. So, yeah, this is like a 50-50 game right here. I think that this could be one of the best Super Bowls in a long time. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that Caleb is very excited about it because he knows that his team was that close. However, yeah. however, so let me read. So Field Yates tweeted um, earlier today, or it might have been yesterday. Let me see. But the these stats are kind of crazy. So hang on. Sorry, let me find them. I had them pulled up. Okay. Chiefs this year, 16 and 3, 546 points scored, six all pros, including a Kelsey brother and their quarterback, AFC's number one seed. The Eagles. 16 and 3, 546 points scored, six all pros, including a Kelsey brother and their quarterback, NFC's number one seed. That is crazy that they have same record, same amount of points, same amount of all pros, and both the number one seed. I think that this game is going to be so fun to watch. From a neutral perspective, if I were a fan of either of the teams, I'd be so nervous. But from a neutral's perspective, I think it's going to be really fun to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like, my pick is Philly. What's y'all's pick? You have your room lit green for a reason, so why don't you say what you're so, picking? So, well, I'm going to let you go first because I have some stuff to explain. So, go ahead. I don't know bandwagon. Okay. I, I would rather have Philadelphia win. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I just have this nagging feeling that everybody is counting out Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, just like they did, just like I was a part of when they played the Bengals. And I'm just having this feeling that the Chiefs might win this thing. I can't give my pick because I seriously have no idea. I think it's a coin toss. 
think when you look at the records and all the stats, it's a coin toss. But I'm just getting this feeling that the Chiefs are being slept on. Somehow they're being slept on. And and I think that they have a very high possibility of winning this game. Okay. Let's go, buddy. So the reason so the reason that my lights are colored this way is because I just thought it looked cool personally. And with the new Fucking Hogwarts legacy, with the new Hogwarts legacy game coming out, you know, going house Slytherin. And so, but the re so a couple of days ago, I was so locked in. I was like, I'm rolling with the Chiefs. You know, Mahomes gonna get it done. Kelsey's gonna stunt on Jason, or Travis is gonna stunt on Jason, and you know, everything's gonna be and Big Red's gonna get his revenge against his old team and and all that stuff like that, right? But then a point was brought up. And I have not heard about these two like the majority of the season. And then a video came up on my TikTok of Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes in the box Bengals in Kansas City, Bengals and Chiefs. And they were celebrating like they just won it all. And I was like, I was like, Shh. I was like, shit. I forgot Mahomes had those two cancers with him. <laughs> I forgot about that. And so what's going to happen now is I'm not going to pick a team. Same. Yeah. I'm not going to pick a team. If either side wins, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm leaning a little bit towards the Eagles, but I'm not going to pick a team. Mm -hmm. Because that, that factor alone, considering even though the Eagles beat the Niners in the NFC Championship game, those two cancers are a big reason <laughs> I hate the Chiefs. Yeah. And so, because I cannot stand Jackson and Brittany. I yeah. cannot stand them. To their credit, they've both been quiet for most of the season. Now is but... just when you're reminded about them. Um, Yeah, yeah kind of backing off that, like, I don't want to pick a team, and I also want to watch this, try to be watching it as a neutral. So, like, the past few Super Bowls, I've like, I want this team to win. And I, I don't really want to do that. I want to try to enjoy it for the game that it is. Um, because last year I didn't enjoy it as much because I wanted the Bengals to win so damn bad. And the year before, I wanted the Chiefs to win just so Tom Brady didn't win. So, you know, um, I want to watch this as a neutral. But I do – I would prefer Philly won because Jalen Hurts is quickly becoming one of my favorite players in the NFL. And he's so fun to watch. And their offense is really fun to watch. Keep your eye on if if Kansas City falls behind in this game and it's late and they know that and Philly's defense knows they have to throw the ball, that's scary for mm -hmm. Kansas City because Philadelphia's defensive line is scary. Yeah. It won't be next year because they're not going to get them all back. But that defensive line is so scary. And with Mahomes still sounds like still is not going to be a hundred percent. Um, his mobility is not going to be quite there. I just, uh, that's a scary thought for, for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reed right there, but Caleb, I mean, uh, sorry, Zach, why don't you, why don't you weigh in a little bit? Yeah. Like I agree with you and like Mahomes being less mobile. Um, Eagles defense is pretty fucking scary. Like James Bradbury, one side, James said the other side, you got CJ Gardner Johnson on the top. I forget who the other safety is off the top of my head right now. Um, but their defense is really, really good. Scary good. Um, so I think I think Philly's defense will definitely have to step up just because Mahomes is a magician. Is what he likes to call him. I don't call him that. He just makes good throws. That's um, Madden. Yeah. But um, I think Jalen did have a great, like, big step up year too and miles sanders obviously had a great year and so did yeah aj brown so i think, I think miles think, sanders earned himself another contract very you know 100 and like i think the only missing piece they really had last year was aj brown that was the missing piece for a receiver i think yes but i also think that miles sanders stepped up his game so much that 
that's another kind of missing piece that they had is because I don't think his run game was as prolific last year. Um, and I think him stepping it up an extra notch has been huge. And I think Boston Scott provides a lot for them. I mean, he scored, I think he scored two or three touchdowns in his last two or three games. So, you know, as a second string running back. So um, anything else before I had a little idea for something that we could do. So any, anything else that you guys wanted to say? Um, I was just going to go ahead and say, um, I was just going to say, give picks for, you know, the, the awards that are coming up. Oh yeah. Why don't we do that real quick? Well, I did have something Super Bowl related. Can we do this first? Yeah. And then we'll do yeah, the yeah, picks? Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 So I've seen this on, um, on the herd with Colin Cowherd. He mm. does this with every big game coming up. He ranks the 10, but I think we should do, a, we'll do, yeah, we'll do 10 ranks the 10 best players from both teams, the 10 best players that will be in the game. And generally whoever has the edge. Like, so together. together. So okay. out of the, out of the both teams ranking one to 10, the 10 best <laughs> players. And we may not all agree on, on certain players, but yeah. I think that that should be, I think it's a good deciding factor too. when you look at how to narrow this game down, cause it's going to be so tight. So at number one, I think we would all agree Patrick Mahomes. Would we all agree Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Zach's just butthurt because he's in his division, but he knows that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in this game. So I would say Patrick Mahomes at one. Who would you guys go with at two? I believe it's another Chief, but but Travis Kelsey Kelsey. or AJ Brown. I believe Travis Kelsey. Okay. I would say Travis Kelsey as well. Um, three. Who is three? Hurts. I'd say hurts. I'd say I'm hurts. gonna go. I'm gonna go the other Kelsey brother, because Jason, I, because I think that that offensive line is gonna be in for a lot. So I think while I think that Jalen Hurts may be the more and more, I don't know. He's the flashier pick, but I I think that Jason Kelsey is probably up there. But if if not, I would say Jalen. But I would say Jalen Hurts for me is four. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna wait till we get later on, maybe like eight, and I'm gonna have a bold pick for eight or seven. Okay, so, so. do we want to say how about because both of you guys said Jalen, we'll go Jalen three, and then do you guys have a lot of argument if we put Jason Kelsey at four? No, no. Five. What do we think? Five. I'm gonna go Miles Sanders here. Yeah, I'm gonna go Miles. I'm gonna go Miles Miles Sanders at five because I I'm gonna put him above AJ Brown, and here's why. Because I think that if Philadelphia can get that run game established, then then they're gonna just they're gonna dominate. And I think uh, because you look at you look at some of the players that I looked at the the secondary for Kansas City the other day. You look at Legarius Sneed. You look at George. You look at um, who's the guy? Justin Reed. You look at um, who's the other safety that's across from him? Who am I? Am I? I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? It's for who? Sorry, say it for again. For Kansas City. For Kansas City. Secondary safety. Um, Justin Reed and Sneed and oh my gosh, gosh. I know who gosh. you're talking about. That darn it. Hold on, Kansas City um, depth chart. Hold up. So, but you said Miles Sanders, you guys think is five? I think mm-hmm. Sanders is five. Yeah. Okay. And then I would say AJ Brown at six. Thornhill. Thornhill. Oh, Thornhill. Yeah. He's really good. And uh, so, and I, if, if AJ Brown, if they can, if they can like not let AJ Brown do too much, I think if you get Miles Sanders involved, he starts running the ball, you get like maybe six yards of play. You can't. <laughs> there's really no stopping that. So, so I think Sanders at five. You guys said Sanders at five. I I'll agree just because there's two versus one, but I think Chris Jones is five or six because he tore up Kansas city. I he mean, uh, bangles. He's your pick at six. He's so, my pick at six. So maybe we put Chris Jones at six. Cause I think that he brings so much to that defense. So we got Mahomes, Kelsey hurts, Kelsey, Sanders, Chris Jones. Okay. Who's your seven then, Caleb? This is gonna be this is gonna be you guys are gonna laugh at me for this one. 
But I think if he gets involved and he starts having a game and, you know, he because people people like to make jokes about him. I think if Juju gets going, I think if Juju gets going, he's not going to get going just because of Kelsey. But we're also arguing best players in the game, and I don't see Juju being a top ten. I'm putting player Juju. In this I'm game. putting it. I'm gonna put Juju. I was gonna put Juju at ten, but I don't know why. But I want to put him at seven. Well, I, I disagree, just because I don't think that he is the is a he's top the number 10. one guy for that receiver for receiving core. I mean, I love Kadarius right, Tony, but, but I like guy but I like core. both of Philly's wide receivers more than Juju. Well, the reason I'm not putting the I wouldn't put the Eagles receivers that high is because like is because I I know that they're explosive and I know that you know they make they make insane catches, they they have all the stats, they do all that stuff, right? But it's just who's more who like they're important to their team, right? They're very very important to their team. But does Mahomes have those kind of weapons? But we're arguing again. We're not saying most important. We're saying best. And I think oh. if we were ranking most important, then yeah. But I think best. I think you have to. I think that Juju can't make a top ten in best. Just because of how little he gets thrown to, too. Yeah. So like, yeah. I had him on my fantasy team this year, and he did jack shit. Yeah. So. So what do we think about seven then? AJ Brown. You think AJ Devontae. Brown? Devon. I'm going Devontae. So either Eagles receiver is that seven. I don't think that both make the top ten though. So I think AJ Brown or Devontae. I think either one. Um, I would say AJ. Okay, that's fair. I think um, Orlando Brown has to make this list. I think he's. I mean, he's he's like their, not quite, but he's like their Jason Kelsey on the offensive line. So I think Orlando Brown. Would make eight. Yeah. What about nine? What do you think, Zach? Nine. The name of Mahomes, Kelsey, Hurts, Kelsey, Chris Jones, Sanders, Sanders, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, Orlando, Orlando. Uh, I would say, I would say Darius Slay. Or even like one. You think Slay? Yeah. I think Bradbury over Slay. I'm going to go – I'm going to say Gardner-Johnson. Really? I'm going to say C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And I know – I get it. He was a saint. I get it. No, but, but I mean, again, he <laughs> was one of my favorite saints. So, I think he, Didn't he, he lead the league in lot. interceptions? Tied, didn't yeah, he? with yeah. six, I think. And so, I don't know. I feel like he's he's like the epitome or like the definition of a ball hawk. And yeah. so I feel like CJ Gardner Johnson, I feel like if he locks eyes with Mahomes, you know, mm-hmm. I think he could make a couple big plays here and there. And I think I think he's gonna be the most important part of that. But that secondary. So but we all put a diff we all put an Eagles secondary player at nine. Yep. And then ten. It would be hard for me. Uh I think that I think that a Kansas City player yep. here for me, but who would that. you who would you I know you who say? I'm going with. I know who, who I'm going with. I hate to give him his props because of how much I hated him when we placed him in the Super Bowl. I'm going Frank Clark. Yeah. Because I, I think really, Frank really Clark well. is he's he's like and because he plays alongside Chris Jones, he's criminally underrated. Yeah, one hundred percent. And he it's because he plays along Chris Jones that he doesn't get the recognition. Yeah. And so I think that he he's a terror on that defensive line. Yeah, he is. He wrecks games. And so I think, and I, and I've, you see, I've, I've had to deal with it. It's being a Niner fan. I had to deal with it in Seattle. And then I had to deal with it and win the Kansas city Super Bowl. So I've had to deal with Frank Clark for my for the entirety of me being a, super, a 49er fan. And so, and just watching him though, I mean, that dude is explosive. Right. And I think that the Eagles could focus on Chris Jones and that gives Frank Clark more room to Free work. Path. So yeah. if he put, goes on my Lotta or something like that, like yeah. he's going to, I think Lane Johnson too is a shout. I can't believe he didn't make this list, but he's also hasn't been fully healthy this year. Mm-hmm. So he's been um, playing on a torn pelvis, I think. Yeah, something like that. So okay, cool. I like that. Um, definitely the Eagles have the edge there then if you go top 10 players in this game. Um, but it's gonna be a really fun game. So all right, Caleb, 
for what you had next, why don't you introduce kind of what we're going to do next before to wrap this up? So the night before the Super Bowl, everybody, there is an award show. They are handing out the NFL awards. And there's multiple different categories from offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, defensive player, offensive player, blah, 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 all that stuff. MVP, comeback player, coach. I believe so, Justin Jefferson already was named the offensive player of the year. Was he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got well, was named comeback player of the year. Okay. So that's fair. Um, but so we're I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with MVP. And Zach, you're looking at me, and I can tell why you're looking at me. I'm gonna give it to Mahomes. Yeah. I don't I'm think gonna, there's I'm an gonna argument. give it to Mahomes. Um 41 touchdowns. It's 41 passing touchdowns. This is what I thought thought I saw was 41 passing touchdowns. He he just 41 to 12. That's I mean, that's that's an okay, that's a good ratio. And then he did he throw for over 5,000 yards? He did. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I don't know. And he just, I don't know. I have to give it to Mahomes. I have to give it to Mahomes. I like Hurts, but I have to give it to Mahomes. I would say I agree. Uh, Mahomes is incredible. And I think if Hurts had stayed healthy and stayed, excuse me, had stayed on track like we thought he would, Mm -hmm. I think that you give it to Hurts because, um, because he's an up and comer. But I think that Mahomes gets it for me. Yep. Zach? I would say Mahomes or Burrow. I think Burrow had a good year, too. I think Burrow had a really good year. I just think he started really slow. And that's yep. what kind of got him got him in the behind. So, okay. Next, Caleb. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think you have to give it to... You have to give it to Purdy. You have to give it to Purdy. Really? Yep. But okay. he was able to do coming, standing in as a rookie, and a third string with his top two, like with the front two quarterbacks going down and able to go what? Cause I'm not going to put that loss to Philadelphia on him. I'm not, well, you can't because he played. So he went eight and zero as the starter for the Niners. But if you know, all the fans are going to be like, you went eight and one, he went eight. zero in my eyes. Will you give me the candidates for offensive or for offensive rookie of the year again? It was Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Kenneth it was Walker. Brock Purdy and Kenneth Walker. Oh, only three. Yes. I I'll be the I'll be the lone wolf here. Then I'll give it to Garrett Wilson just because of what he did throughout the entire year. Um, I think what Purdy did was incredible. However, he you know not through Boy, a fault of his own. He only had only played nine games. So it's true. Um, I would say I, Kenneth, I, I, would sleep on, I would sleep on Kenneth Walker too. Kenneth Walker had a really good year this year. Yeah, and I think that this is the inner Saints fan of me, but I think it's kind of criminal that Alave doesn't make that list. I think if there's four, I think Alave makes four. Mm-hmm. Or if Alave plays all year because he missed some games, um, but I think Alave is really, really good. So, okay, but I'm gonna Defensive lock in Purdy. The years. It's already sauce. The it's sauce. sauce. It's sauce. Yeah, like, there's no right? question there's about no it. Question. I would, I would have said at the beginning of the season if we were doing like preseason, I would have said, said maybe Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. But but who's sauce the third? Away with it. Who's the third? It's Hutchinson, Sauce, and who else? Is it Petrie? It's not Petrie. Petrie's not a rookie. No. Stingley? Tyreek Wollen, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that really good, sense. too, but I would go Sauce. Go sauce go is sauce. easily a top five corner in the league right now. So, um, DPOY. Yep. Nick Bosa. Yeah. Nick Bosa. Yeah. I think Bosa, Bosa. I was going to, I if Sauce was available to give both of them, I think I would give Sauce both of them. Mm hmm. Because I think what he did this year was incredible. And I think he's only going to get better, which I don't even know how that's possible. But I would give it to Sauce if I could. Who are the nominees for Defensive Player of the Year? Micah, uh-huh. Nick, uh-huh. and Zach, help me out here. Who's the third one? I don't remember. I think if Micah were healthy all year, I would give it to Micah. But he had injury problems at the end. Yep. So Edge goes to Bosa. And then offensive player of the year, we already know Judge Jay Jettas. Very, very um, well deserved. Oh yeah, he's incredible. And then um comeback is Gino, which who I would have given it to anyways. And then coach, coach of the year. Coach. This is so, where it gets interesting. So who are who are the candidates? Let's pull these up. Shanahan, Sirianni, Dable, uh McDermott, and Peterson. That's a lot. Yeah, there's take, five. There's five. Take McDermott and mother f- Shanahan out of that conversation. 
I'm gonna give it to Dable. Yeah, I'll say Dable or Sirianni. Yeah, I would give it. I would give it to Dable just because what he was able to do with the players that he had. Like, there's no before the season. If you told me they would have made a, uh, the playoffs and won a playoff game, I would have said you're lying. So, I'll give it to Dable. I think Sirianni deserves a lot of credit, but I I think Dable gets the edge. Would you put Peterson over Sirianni too? Because he won a playoff game. No, I wouldn't put Peterson over Sirianni just because I think that nobody expected Sirianni to be this good. And I also think that we all kind of get assumed that that uh, Peterson would do well with uh, Lawrence. So, all right. Well, we are running out of time here. So um, thank you guys for watching or listening to another episode of Take It to the House. Um, any last couple words? Or are you guys about good? Enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. Enjoy Harry Potter, uh, like Hogwarts. I don't fucking know the games. Hogwarts Legacy. Thank you. Okay. But have a great week, guys. We'll I will enjoy time. that money from Domino's Pizza. Let's go. Okay. Super Bowl Sunday. See you guys. See you guys.